let's get into this one. Uh, so this is going to be Cloverfield, mainly focusing on the new Cloverfield Paradox movie that was a surprise release after the Super Bowl. And we will also talk a, a little bit about the other movies in the series and maybe some of the other trailers that just dropped during the Super Bowl for some reason. Well, you're going to have to carry the conversation about those other, other Cloverfield movies because I have not seen them. Yes, yes. <laughs> I guess I should also say that I have seen Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and the Cloverfield Paradox. DJ has only seen the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, I'm out of the loop. And you had, I mean, you know somewhat, I think, of what the Cloverfield movie is, maybe? Yes, and I've got a reason I never saw it, because <laughs> I, I, it came out in like what two thousand eight. Yes, it was oh, a, it was a while. Crazy. It was like when we were in like middle school, maybe yeah. early high school, something like that. That because I remember I remember people talking about it when it came out. I do too, but I heard negative things. Yeah, I heard people didn't really like it. Um, I think it was one of the first, at least like mainstream found footage movies yeah i just and i don't know if they did it because i haven't seen it. i don't know how well that went across because the things i heard were that people were getting sick watching this movie because yeah i think it it's so well no one was used to found footage stuff back then and i don't know if people are now either but it seems like anytime a found footage movie comes out people complain about it <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So I guess because this was like in the kind of the beginning stages of that genre, I don't know. I just heard people had to like leave and they were getting vertigo and stuff and that the movie itself was just all right. So as a kid, I guess I didn't want to subject myself to maybe getting sick to an all right movie. <laughs> yeah. So I stayed out of the loop. And then when 10 Cloverfield Lane came around, it looked way more interesting. But I, I guess I was confused because I didn't know how they were going to tie in together. And I still didn't feel like going back and watching the first one, so I missed Ten Cloverfield Lane too. Yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll get to that in a minute about Ten Cloverfield Lane because I don't want to like spoil too much of it for you. But okay, um, I think one of the cool things about this series and kind of the defining thing of it is that, well, for one, there's really no reason that it should be a series. Like the first <laughs> movie did not really warrant a sequel. Or another movie and the next movie was just one of the strangest sequels ever in that it's like in the same world but just a completely different like type of movie and setting and it's they're really jj abrams created the original cloverfield and since he's become such a successful just owns like the entire like sci-fi portion of hollywood right now he kind of has created this Cloverfield thing that's almost like a sci-fi experimental sandbox for he can bring in different directors and writers and allow them to do whatever they want to do while it still ties into kind of this main story. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the series as a whole. There's not really like a major story across all of them other than aliens came to Earth. And so uh, I think that's kind of where we could get into the Cloverfield Paradox because it's kind of the how did the aliens come to Earth 
although I'm not sure they really answer that question very well. I would argue they barely, if not answered it at all, I, but <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so, DJ, did you like this movie? I I didn't. And okay. It just felt kind of... Okay, so I guess the reason I was so interested in this in the first place was purely from a marketing standpoint. Because as we've talked about, I haven't seen the previous Cloverfield movies. Like, I, I was aware that they existed, and I kind of had a, a basic premise of both of them, uh, of the previous ones. But... I think if this would have just been like a normal trailer and like released in theaters, I don't know if I would have been that interested to see it because I wasn't very invested in the Cloverfield franchise. But because Netflix was like, trailer, boom, we've got this. It's live now. I was like, what? That's amazing. I don't know if they've done that before. And I thought it was really cool that they were, that they took this risk of like a popular franchise and just boom, it was on Netflix. So I really think they got me to buy in in that perspective but the movie itself i i, I feel kind of like bamboozled now <laughs> yeah so i think i think you nailed that there's two basically two stories with this movie one is the actual movie and two is how they release the movie and mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing that everyone's talking about uh because i agree not the best movie and it, I think if it was released on a normal release schedule in theaters, it might not have done that well. And so I, I just I think they've kind of opened this new option for movies that have been created and are kind of highly anticipated, but they kind of already know after the movie's been put together and like maybe screened for some people, like this isn't going to be a huge hit in theaters. And we don't want to run through that whole uh, thing of just getting it out there and doing all the marketing and everything. Maybe they could just do a direct release to a streaming service. And maybe that's still just as profitable as if I don't know how the the money shakes out. But I think that's one side of the story. And then the other is the, the actual movie itself. Yeah. And like you were saying, it really is two stories. But I think the story about it getting released might be more interesting to me after watching the movie. And I think that's the general consensus, too. Hmm. Um, so we can get into the, the actual movie. Uh, so the story is basically... Uh, you're supposed to kind of already know at the beginning that in the previous movies, aliens have come to Earth, and this is the story of how it happened. I, I think in the intro they might kind of explain some of that um but we kind of just open with uh well we open with the scene of there's the main character uh i don't remember anyone's name from this movie hamilton i think hamilton yes uh which is a female everyone goes by their last names um because i guess that's what astronauts do but she kind (laughs) of like decides at the beginning whether or not she's going to like go be on this mission to be an astronaut to go into space to work on this like energy reactor thing that is somehow going to save the world because there's an energy crisis and that's really all the detail we get okay you know i'm a i really am a big sci-fi fan i am and all sci-fi takes you know a little bit suspension of disbelief 
But something about this premise in the very beginning bothered me. I I didn't know... I, what do they mean, infinite energy? What? <laughs> how? <laughs> it just is. They're, they're going to create it. There's, there's some particles, and they're going to use science, and there's going to be infinite energy. I just, I, I don't know specifically what it was about it. Because in a lot of sci-fi, sometimes, you know, you don't get like a point to point, like, this is how this works, this is how this works. And that's fine if you, like, are able to explain it sort of well. Usually they they uh, they do this in movies by having kind of a, like a dumb character. And they're just like, oh, speak English. How does this work? And then they, like, break down <laughs> how these things work. But they didn't have any of that in this movie. So yeah, I was kind of just like what do you mean infinite energy how does that help them down there i I, like i I really wanted to buy in that i like knew what was going on but it's like they weren't letting me do so because they just weren't giving me anything to go off of yeah so i'd say a hint for me was that the working title of this movie was the god particle Mm -hmm. and so i kind of knew like the energy was somehow like they're going to create some particle like by smashing atoms together that is like creates some new kind of energy and that's like based on the particle that they create so i was at least that far i'm not sure i made it much farther than that Hmm. Um, okay i don't i i really don't like to gripe about like the science behind sci-fi because you do have to suspend that disbelief a little bit but the movie has to do somewhat of a job to help you buy in, and I think this movie failed in that regard. Yeah, and I feel like they were okay on, like, level one of, like, there's an energy crisis and we need to create a new form of energy. It's like, I got that. Yeah, like, I'm we're fine good, with that. And that's, like, an interesting kind of... Pre- that's kind of interstellar in some sense. <laughs> yeah. is like the world has run out of resources we need to go find more or create more it's the level two of like how are we doing this that was really confusing and i have to imagine that if we both as electrical engineers are confused about how they're creating energy in this movie everyone else has to just (laughs) have no idea what's going on yeah, it, this was a little tough. And I, another part where they could have kind of like explained what was going on would have been like during the trials. But they do like a montage of trials while like doing like opening credits. And then all of a sudden yeah. they've been up there two years. And I was just like, well, I don't like feel bad because I don't I don't know what you've been doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they failed the first time. Right. And then they go to the montage I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Is that how it happened? They try it once, it fails, and they're like, oh, gotta keep working. And they put on some going to work music and like the opening credits roll. And so an overall observation for me that like I hadn't quite decided if I liked this movie or not yet, but I was like, the way this movie was edited was just kind of weird. Like it would just cut at weird parts. Mm-hmm. And I thought that opening montage was really, I was just kind of like, this feels like it was kind of like thrown together. Like they made that opening scene and then they probably had the next scene and they're like, oh crap, we didn't explain that time has passed and they like worked out a solution. 
we got to throw this montage in here and we need a place to put our credits. And so they did that, but it didn't really accomplish anything. Yeah, something about this movie did feel like messy or sloppy to me. And I guess, yeah, I guess it was the editing. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, from the very beginning, I I, I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not that's not a great sign. Yeah. No, I agree. So, yeah, so they had the first test and it fails. And then they run their second test. And they're kind of speaking some, like, techno babble that doesn't really make sense. And it, like, works, but then it doesn't work. And that's where, like, the main problem of the movie comes in, because they've been transported to another dimension their spaceship has, while simultaneously, I think, sending aliens to Earth. I think you're right, but the problem is I don't I I don't know. I have issues with that premise, I guess. It does it doesn't feel like a those items just seem completely unrelated. <laughs> like like the multiverse like saying there's like a different dimension with like an earth that's similar to ours but has like slight differences. I'm into that. I think that's really cool. I think that's a really interesting idea. But that doesn't really answer the question, where the hell do these monsters come from? And and that's the whole thing that, like, ties it to being Cloverfield. So, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, no, I I agree. And this is where... So, I I think this is where kind of the experimental sandbox kind of comes back to hurt the franchise. Is I think these stories are written not intended... They're not written to be part of the Cloverfield franchise. I don't think Wait, what? 10, I don't think Ten Cloverfield Lane was written to be a part of it either. I think these are movies that are written somehow JJ J. Abrams or someone a producer gets a hold of them and they're like, Hey, we could get this movie made, but we're gonna tie it in to be part of this Cloverfield thing. And so I'm not, I have no, no sources verifying this. This is all speculation. But I think someone had an idea of like, hey, I've got this sci-fi movie. We've got a generator in space. Something goes wrong. And they basically create uh, parallel dimensions. And it's about like the interaction between those parallel dimensions. Okay, I'm fine with that. Sci-fi thriller. But are you telling me that someone after hearing that was just like, I love it. But how about we add aliens? And I think so. I, I, that's it would crazy. not surprise me. Because <laughs> it feels like that from watching the movie. It feels like there's this like interesting sci-fi story with like just enough like alien stuff thrown in so that they can call it a Cloverfield movie. But it's just, the Cloverfield, like, from what I know about it, like, it's, it's this big alien. And to, to try and just put it as a, like, a side to another movie, that, that blows my mind that any executive would think that's a good idea to just kind of add it to a script that's already made. I mean, the movie does feel like that, and I, I guess that's one of its failings, but to even think that that, like, made it off 
like that this was made is even kind of crazy with that intent yeah yeah i just think that's kind of how the series operates though i think it's just like i don't know i feel like i read something at some point where jj abrams kind of spoke about like what cloverfield actually is and he was like it's more of like this like spiritual concept of like that like ties the movies together it's not like as much about the actual story see i i think i could get on board with that if the spiritual concept wasn't an alien because that is such a tangible thing yes (laughs) that it makes it hard to be like oh well it's part of the same universe i think i could get it if it was something besides a big monster if that makes sense like if there was some other way to tie it in but it's hard to i don't know that i i get what jj's saying but that seems like a stretch with with this yeah and i think that's really like the major you know i think there's several problems with this movie i think that's the biggest one Mm. also i've got (laughs) well keep going i just the fact that they had to figure out a way to make it relevant to the cloverfield franchise Mm -hmm. um yeah but uh where do you want to go with it um, I guess just thinking about them trying to like tie in the Cloverfieldness of it. Do you think any of like the original movie, like, like they had to shave some of the things off of like that original script? Because just starting off, I feel like, you know, with these, uh, with like a crew in space, you know, and like a life that came out recently and Alien, those types of movies. There's usually a moment where it's pretty defined who is in charge of what, like, what position each crew member has. And it felt like with this movie, it, like, took me a while to get there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, like, like I didn't need, like, a Suicide Squad, like, boom, this person does this, <laughs> this person yeah, does this type just, of intro, it, but still. It was all, all around very light on explanation. And, yeah, I don't know if that was, like, intentional, where they were like, oh, we're good enough movie makers that we can just work this in without explanation or if it was some editing thing where they just had to chop it out but yeah it did take me a long time to realize like uh daniel oyelo was like the leader and the german guy was like the head scientist Mm -hmm. and the brazilian guy's the doctor and i guess our main character is in charge of communications which made me confused how she like took control at the end. I was like, I "Do you know how to do this?" They all seem to know like how to do everything else. And then like Chris O'Dowd was like the handyman, I guess. It seemed for for me, it seemed like they had too many people for one on the ship. It seemed like too many people for this mission, with especially because it seemed like basically two people. Were running the reactor. Yeah, it seemed like there were only two people who knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I don't think the roles were explained well, and that just kind of hurt, like, later on when people are doing things, and you're like, is this something you know how to do? Like, because <laughs> that's kind of like in every space movie, everyone has their role and then as they're all like getting killed off it's like oh no this person get got killed off now they can't do this thing and this one it was just kind of like i don't know what that means for the rest of the story so yeah i agree 
character development as a whole wasn't the best. And I thought it was really wasteful because I thought they had a pretty good cast. Yeah, I recognized a lot of these actors. So, yeah, like the marketing for this movie, as soon as I saw all these actors, even though I hadn't seen any of the previous Cloverfields, I mean, I I bought in at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought the acting was pretty good with, like, I think the script wasn't great at times, but, like, the acting itself was pretty good with what they had to work with. Um, hmm. What did you think of the spaceship? Because that's something, like, every space movie, I'm always interested in, like, how they design the spaceship and, like, what it looks like and kind of how it functions. Um... I thought it was fine. I didn't have a... I, I don't really have a strong opinion about the spaceship, I guess. Um. So I felt like they had a lot of room. Like, just lots of these large hallways. Lots of, like, large, like, conference room areas. Mm-hmm. There were several different just, like, sitting areas around a table. Like, multiple. And, I don't know, I at some point I was just, like... This is a spaceship. Like, you're trying to conserve as much space as possible. (laughs) Like, the actual space station now is, like, all these little tubes and, like, really compact. And it just seemed like they were just, like, in, like, an office building or something. With, like, a lot of room. And then, towards the end, they had to detach some, like, large spinning ring thing. Yeah, and it had, like, no effect on the shepherd for yeah, some reason. Yeah, and I just didn't, I didn't know, like, what these, like, rotating parts are. It's like, if you're gonna have, like, this cool design, you kind of gotta have, like, reasons for why it's designed that way. It just felt like very little thought was put into, like, what the spaceship was. Yeah, I... Like, I didn't I, understand, like, where the reactor was and how it was, like beaming something to earth somehow was it beaming something to earth well it's i mean when they like fired the thing it somehow affected earth so i don't did it see that's why i'm confused i didn't see anything i mean what Mm. were they just gonna like shoot like triple a batteries at the earth like i I, I mean i I thought so i thought conceptually they were gonna create some particle up there and they could like send it back to earth somehow is that what they did? It looked like they turned the purple. But thing I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Th- and then left. <laughs> I didn't think when they actually ran the reactor, that's when they actually like shoot the thing at Earth. I thought they created up there and somehow like capture it. That's what would make sense to me. But I, then, I agree. But that is not explained. If that is what happened. Yeah. Because it seems like when it goes wrong and when like the ship teleports like they almost like fired a gun or something at earth because there were like these big explosions which i guess could have just been the alien but like i don't know how the alien got there okay 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 let's uh (laughs) let's uh where were we okay i yeah so let's just uh, yeah yeah, story-wise they've they've the reactor failed and they teleported and people on the ship are confused and they keep they keep saying where is Earth? Did we blow up Earth? Yeah, they keep they do this. Okay, you were right. The editing for this is weird. They do this thing where they'll start on a like a really uh, far out shot 
of the spaceship. And then you'll just hear all these voiceovers of these different crew members being like, where's Earth? I can't find it. We got to fix it. Did we blow it up? And they did this at least two or three times. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> this is this is poor filmmaking. Yeah, they that felt that like they times. didn't like capture the like film that they wanted, and so they just go to like a shot of the spaceship and did some like ADR. Like we've got to like get some confusion in here. I don't know. It, yeah, and it really baffled me. I was like, these guys are smart. They really don't think they just like blew up. That was my Earth. thing. It was right. no one was speaking in like actual technical terms of like. Okay, what could have happened here? They were all like, where is Earth? Where has Earth gone? I don't see the Earth. <laughs> and then they all run to, like, different windows. And yeah. I was just like, folks, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> they all run to, like, a separate window because they... Uh, man, I, I, I yeah. don't know. That, that yeah. was really silly, I thought. And they, like, looked out the window for, like, two seconds and were like, nope, it's not there. And I'm like, you're on a rotating spaceship. <laughs> I think that's what bothered me about the rotation. I was like, guys, like, you easily could just, like, not be rotating in its direction yeah, you could, or something. you could have, like, <laughs> tilted a different way so that you just won't see it out of any yeah. of these windows. <sighs> yeah. And I was like, do you not have, like, exterior camera? Uh, yeah, there were just technical things that really bothered me there. The confusion was just baffling. And I guess at some point, when did they realize that, like, it took, for me, it took way too long for them to set up, like, no, they did not destroy Earth. This is just, they've moved to a different dimension. I feel like it took a full 30 minutes of movie from when they disappeared to where the characters figure out what has happened. And meanwhile, everyone in the audience has immediately put that together because that's kind of like what the movie is. Yeah, I, I don't like when it takes movie characters too long to get with the situation. When cause I, I get like that it's a movie and as an audience we sort of know when... Sometimes we kind of know more than the characters, but I don't yeah. like when it takes an overly long time for them to like get with the situation, I guess. And it did take them a very long time to get with the situation, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like... Yeah, I feel like they got to the point where it could have been a cool idea of like, okay, it went wrong, they're in this other dimension, and now they have to deal with the problems of being in another dimension. And they kind of start getting into some of these with like, uh, Chris O'Dowd's arm like gets removed. And yeah, let's start going through all this weird stuff. Yeah, that... was that the first one that happened? No. Uh, well, at least on Wiki, it's, it says that Jensen just appears in the walls. Okay, that happened first. I, I that's what it says. Okay, okay, which was that that part really caught me off guard. I I didn't like that because uh, I think it was Hamilton. They heard like banging in the wall. And they were just like, uh, and Hamilton was just like, well, we got to open it. I was like, no, you freaking don't. Like, that's yeah, I was like, oh. man. Yeah. So they and do. It, and then that whole scene was really uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, it's very long scene of them. I guess there's one different member on the cruise in the different dimensions. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's Jensen. And so somehow this going to another dimension has placed her I, they never explain 
why this happened. Yeah, this bothered me because I, I'm fine with another dimension, but you can't tell me that this just woman just like appeared in the wall, fused with wires. That I, I, I need. Yeah, they didn't explain that at all. Yeah, because I I guess this is assuming that there's another Cloverfield space station hovering above Earth number two. Right. And that, is this a copy of Jensen? Or is was Jensen on that spaceship and she is the only one that disappeared off of that spaceship? Well, it says that the Earth 2 spaceship ended up crashing. Okay. So, so all the copies of, of everyone else are dead. Right. So everyone else died and she appeared in the wall of this ship. But why? For some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. And why in the wall? <laughs> like I would I I, so I would have kind of understood it if they had like warped to this other dimension and landed like on top of the other spaceship. And I think yes. that's kind of the idea that they were getting at was that like it's intersecting dimensions, but they very clearly showed that they're on like the other side of the sun from Earth. Yeah. And so it can't have been that. So I'm just not I I I think the prevailing question of this movie is what happened <laughs> because there's just That's never any great. explanation of what happened so yeah so this character appears they have to cut her out of like the wires in the wall which is just really disturbing and she's yeah. somehow just fine after that yeah they like well, flash just, something on the screen as like skin tissue repair and i was yeah, like just, oh, okay just, just skip over that um Okay, what happens next? Was it the Russian guy? Yes. So the whole, there's this whole like political subplot of like Russia and Germany and like countries at war down on Earth because of the energy crisis. Mm -hmm. And I could have done without that whole thing. Yeah, I I didn't need that. Like in the very first like opening scene with this crew, like I think it was a... Uh, the Russian guy's name's Volkov. I think it was Schmidt. They're like having it out, and Schmidt just decks him in the face. Yeah. And I was like, "What? Yeah, it was like what a kind nasty of space punch. operation. Are you? Yeah, yeah. And then like the other guys are like restraining him, like they're like two like gangs, like hold me back. <laughs> like I was like, "What? Who approved these people to go on a mission? Yeah, I was like, this isn't what scientists do. Yeah. As a side note, kind of close to that scene, how did you feel about the 3D printed bagel? Because I feel like that was supposed to be like the cool, like, sci-fi, like, we 3D print food. I mean, I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it again, but I thought it was fine. (laughs) I just, I feel like that was supposed to be like the really cool sci-fi thing. And I was like, "Uh, we could probably do that, like, already. (laughs) Like... I think we I can. Know. It just uh, it, like it looked exactly like a 3D printer you could go buy at a store because I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I I guess I didn't take it as there being like it's the future, but I guess that would be pretty was it poor. The future it was. I don't know. It says um, 2028. Okay. Fine. <laughs> um so the Russian guy like has this subplot where he's like trying to I don't know what he's trying to do. He's trying to kill the German guy for some reason. Yeah, so he... Okay, okay. He has this weird scene in the mirror. Is he like... Does he get oh, possessed? Yeah. 
Okay, so I, so you're, I think you're led to believe, so he's looking in the, he keeps like rubbing the side of his face, and at this point you're like, oh no, there's something wrong since they like warped to another dimension, it's gonna be like the scary part, like a creature's gonna pop out of him, or like something like that, you're thinking alien life, something like that, Mm -hmm. and then he goes and looks in the mirror, and he's like rubbing his face, and then he like looks up and his eye is just pointing, like one eye is pointing to the side, yeah it's kind of like shocking but then he starts like talking to himself and like readjusting the eye yeah and it's either like he has like i don't know i i kind of read it as like he's a robot almost but that clearly wasn't the case but he seemed to be fine with the eye thing after that like he knew that was gonna happen but what dj what happened i don't know because he had a gun that he 3d printed and and then he explodes in worms <laughs> yeah, he, yeah so he he goes and confronts the german guy kind of collapses and starts like writhing they take him to the like hospital or i guess they have a hospital on this an er room on this spaceship and yeah he just like explodes and they had been looking all over the ship for the worms that they have up there why did they have worms i'm not sure and i thought like they were gonna explain like the worms somehow got mixed up in the reactor and that's like what created the aliens i did too like i thought that was gonna be the explanation they went for but that they did not connect those two dots at all um so you mean to tell me that there are unexplained worms on this futuristic science mission yes and then and then they end up inside this dude yes yeah, so and, and he was fine this dude because like the idea with this teleport is like things are shifting places because they shifted dimensions things are going to end up in unexpected places that's kind of like the scary thing and all of these worms are inside of the guy which, I guess that's what caused his eye to move? What? Because, okay, so when he's looking at himself in the mirror, when his, like, before his eye moves, he's rubbing his forehead, and there's, like, a little wiggly thing in his forehead. Like, under the skin. Oh, God. Yeah, and it kind of felt like some, like, Prometheus stuff or something. But, but, but why he did seemed, that inspire him seemed, to get a gun? I don't know, he seems so fine with it, which led me to believe he was, like, in on it somehow. And, ah, I don't know. There was too much going on, and so he he explodes and, like, throws up these worms, like, as he's dead, all over the ground. And the crew, like, stomps on them, like, and you're thinking, like, these things are gonna, like, take over and start, like, eating stuff. And they just stomp them dead, and that's the last we see of the worms. Why were there worms? I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. Okay, okay. Okay. Um. So after this, I think is the arm, right? This is a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more I. Oh no. So, um, but like, there were good sci-fi concepts in here. There could uh, yes. have been a good sci-fi movie built around these concepts. This was not it. 
And so with his, this cast, I think a good movie could have made, been made with those concepts and with this cast. I want this like a redo. Made. I want the original <laughs> script, these same cast members, and to not just make it, don't force it to include this Cloverfield thing. And you know what I think is I think the producers of this movie would agree, and that's why it came out as a surprise release on Netflix instead of in theaters in three months. But then again, if they had released this in theaters without the Cloverfield backing, it might have still done bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, I guess we can just say some weird things keep happening on the ship. I gotta talk There's... about this arm. <laughs> okay, so Chris it... O'Dowd is like repairing something. Which he was good. He had some funny lines. He did. I was really he, happy to he see. He played him. a really good part. He his arm just gets sucked into the wall, which I was really confused about. I was just like, "What?" I thought it had something to do with that uh that technology thing he was using to like fix the, the yeah sockets he had, like, or whatever. He had like kind of a cool gun where he like squirts some goo and then like taps it with electricity and it just goes to where it needs to go. Yeah, so that was, was like, really cool. That was like cool sci-fi idea. But he repairs the panel that they had just like removed the girl from, removed Jensen from, and then he puts his hand on it and just like his entire arm gets sucked into the wall, and he calls for help and somehow there are people just standing there ready to help him, and they like pull him out and his arm is missing. At which point I'm thinking, like, okay, so there's something in this wall that's like a portal to the other dimension. I don't think that's the case at all. Nope. <laughs> because several moments later, they hear something rattling around in the ship and go out there and there's his arm just, like, wriggling around. And it, like, has a mind of its own. But I'm guessing this is, is what you want to talk to. Yeah, this is because, what you want to talk about. Like, I, I okay, multiverse, different dimensions, cool. I'm bought in. Another Earth, similar to our Earth, but not exact. Boom, I'm in. Got it. But like, doesn't that Earth follow the same rules? How is this arm doing these things? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, cause they like trap the arm for some reason, which I don't know why. Did they think it was gonna be like violent? <laughs> I don't know, but it and it like is showing them that it wants to write something, and it write I forget what it writes, but it's like the next clue that they need. It says to cut the Russian dude open. Oh yeah! Oh gosh, this is a bad movie. <laughs> and but, then they they find okay, but how did how did how did the arm have knowledge? that no one else on the crew had i don't know you know i may, i feel maybe like they I could... said something about like the arm was somehow connected to like the other chris o'dowd from this dimension but i was like that doesn't that chris o'dowd is dead i know that doesn't make <laughs> sense and how would he know about the russian guy being filled with worms yeah i i mean well because they cut him open and they find the gyroscope yeah, yeah, which, which at, at which point I'm pretty sure like the characters throw their arms up and they're like, "Okay, <laughs> this is ridiculous." And I'm like, "Yes, it is." Like that was like an audience reaction from the characters. They're like, "Really?" 
because first of all, we had only seen that thing like once, and it had been mentioned one other time by him. Which okay, so I wasn't I knew, even sure if uh, it was that important. I and then knew all it. Of a they they find wouldn't have it brought it. They wouldn't have like shown it if it was. I knew when they were like, "This is the gyroscope. We've got to insert it to run the mission." I'm like, "This is gonna come in somehow." I, I didn't I expect didn't, it to come in like that. I didn't think it like would that. be inside of the guy, and I don't know how it was inside of the guy, and they didn't like notice it because it's uh, or like, the worms. <laughs> yeah, it's a decent size. I don't. The physics of it doesn't make sense. Not at all. Because she's like the lady that's like cutting him open is like reaching around kind of going around his organs and stuff like he's still got stuff in there and then like reaches around like his pancreas or something and then just pulls out like this like soccer ball sized gyroscope (laughs) you can't just put that in a person i know it just it was just weird how it like uh, just didn't make any sense so they what did they do next they used that to like fire the thing back up yeah, they do and that then yet? they were able to, like, find Earth 2. Yeah, because the gyroscope is, like, the compass that lets them navigate things, which I don't... That's a stupid system, whoever came up with that. <laughs> use, like, maps, like, software. Don't use a physical object. <sighs> um, Yeah, so then that's when they realized, like, they're like, oh, where is Earth? Did we destroy Earth? And they're like no it's over there on the other side of the sun and then this is finally where they realize that they're in another dimension i think yeah because they talked to the girl who was stuck in the wall who by the way (laughs) i don't know why but i was convinced this girl was an android or something yeah she she it was the way she acted she acted like she was like an alien or something yeah she really did not act like a normal person didn't like and it seemed like an intentional thing like it wasn't like poorly acted it was like she was making a choice to be this way yeah so i thought that was gonna lead to something nope she was just weird (laughs) yeah yeah because she was just one of the members of the other crew yeah so uh, where are we at i think this is uh, well at some point i think the the asian lady is the one to go next i don't even remember her name tam okay yeah i I don't know man (laughs) i don't even i feel like i might have gotten up to get a snack or something but when i came (laughs) when i came back she was just drowning like in a pod because she was trying to like ventilate something and it went wrong Uh, am i I right there she went in a door and then like the door flashed from unlocked to locked i guess that was like just weird like, just a malfunction i don't know, I don't know. maybe like a... i just i think the problem is there's there's never there's all these leads of like someone's gonna be the bad guy or like there's gonna be a villain that's like behind the whole thing or like and it seems like there are bad characters but there's really no one to like blame for anything it's just all weirdness it's just pure randomness which is yeah, and it's not like it's not like the aliens are somehow like influencing this. No, they've done nothing. They have no impact. There's there's a whole side story that I'd just rather not talk about on Earth. Of <laughs> I was gonna ask if you wanted main, to do that at the, the end. Main, the only thing I'll say so there's the main character's husband, and there's like a little story with them. But 
he like goes outside and like sees the monster kind of like destroying things and you're like oh cloverfield that's the connection to the movie and he like finds some girl and they go to like a bunker and just kind of sit there the only thing i would say is i feel like there was some connection 10 cloverfield lane takes place in a bunker yeah i'm aware of that but i mean it's not that little girl right no and I don't think it was the same bunker, but the fact that they were, like, going into a bunker makes you think of that movie. Wait, but not the same bunker? I don't think so. What is this movie doing? <laughs> it was just another bunker. Well, maybe it is the same bunker. It, it, it's it gotta be, right? But there's, like, no... Neither of those characters connect to that bunker. I don't know. I need. To... That was the only thing. Was there's there's a bunker connection there somewhere? Yeah, he was like, "I'll text my friend Peter and see if I can go to his bunker." Dude, like, who just has bunkers around? <laughs> just my my bunker buddy. And he's like not using it. He's loaning it out. Maybe yeah. maybe Peter was the name of the guy. I don't know. Um. Yeah, so things keep going weird. They kind of explore a little bit, not enough, I thought, of the whole, like, parallel universe, and, like, the main character has to, like, come to reality with, like, the family on that Earth is, like, alive, whereas her family on real Earth, her kids are dead, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, not her family, it's this other version of her's family. Yeah, that Which was, I was the like, part I thought was interesting. I know, and I was like, we need more of that, but it really never becomes like a main element of it. Yeah, not really. It just kind of stays enough. on the outskirts. Yeah, so I guess in summer, I mean, characters start dying. I don't know if any of the deaths were like notable to you. I thought they were I all thought, pretty. Uh, I thought the Tam death was pretty unique. I haven't seen like, I haven't seen someone like drowning in water and then that like hits the vacuum of space before yeah yeah that was that cool icing. yeah I, I don't know i thought that was unique i hadn't seen that before that was the first time during the movie i was like oh <laughs> i haven't seen that before in all these other spacefaring movies so yeah and but then, then i think chris, chris o'dowd's o- death just made me next. angry i know because there's really no like reason for it it's just he was working on something in a chamber everything got really magnetic for no reason for no reason and so all the, like, gooey's been spitting out is apparently metallic somehow. And so it's, like, doing weird stuff behind him. And I thought it was just going to, like, go through him. Yeah, me too. Like, impale him. But yeah. instead, all of this metallic goo, like, reaches out with all these tendrils while his back is turned. And grabs him. him yeah. And pulls him back in and, like, goes into his mouth. Why? And I was like, okay, I've seen like this like effect before, but it's always with like a living creature that has like an intent to kill. Yeah, this is this was... goo that has been like metallicized. And That's not how magnets work. Warped through another dimension, <laughs> which somehow like makes things alternately like conscious and evil, and I don't know what happened. 
<sighs> That's that is the question. Yeah, so he he dies and then immediately after there happens to be a small canister of CO2 in this chamber where they say nothing can light on fire. And I'm like, oh well that CO2 canister is gonna explode. And of course it does. Yeah. Which like sends another part of the ship, the rotating thing I mentioned earlier, and the captain David Oyello has to go out and like three of them try to repair it. Did you see them like make their way across the like through space? It yes. seemed like they were just jumping like on Earth. Yes, the gravity <laughs> was like Earth gravity. That really bothered me. There was one jump where she like jumps from one platform to the next and just lands so heavy, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I knew this would bother you so much. I was so like, you were in space? Because I was, like, looking around to make sure, like, they weren't somehow, like, in a part of the ship where they were still, like, closed in and, mm-hmm. like, the gravity was still, like, holding them down. I'm like, no, they're outside of the ship. They're exposed to space. And they just ignored that. Yeah, like, one dude was, like, oh, playing, man. like, monkey bars to get across. And I was like, yes. you are in space. Mm. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Mm, man. Yeah, that that really bothered me. And, like, the CGI here was really bad, too. Yeah. Like, noticeably just not good. Like, they kept showing this, like, two-second cut of, like, the wheels, like, grinding against each other, like, constantly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, I just couldn't even tell what it was. Yeah, I agree. It was yeah. just like CGI discs with some sparks. I'm like, I don't, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, so then Captain has to do the classic, like, sacrifice, like, closes them off on the other side of the hatch. And he's like, I'm going to do this to save the ship. And they're like, no. And then he, like jettisons himself off into space which just turned out to be a really poor like design flaw in the ship that you have to like have someone in this portion of the ship to like release it yeah Uh, but okay it's like another character did um so that leaves hamilton schmidt and the android and the brazilian guy Oh, yeah, I forgot he was alive. Well, not for very long. I think this yeah. is where the android... Was it the android that kills him? Yes. She, she's not an android, but I... I she yeah, acts I, like an android. I, I know what you're talking about. She might as well be an android. But she, like, goes... Yeah, she just, like, kills him and, like, takes a key to something. I don't remember what. I don't remember what she's trying to do, either. Oh, she's trying she, to get back to Earth, right? Well, she's trying to fire the shepherd here so that she can have it for her earth right that's what she's doing sure yeah moving on yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so she does that then she goes and confronts schmidt the german guy who like is back and forth like is he bad is he good don't really know she just like goes in there and shoots him like off screen you just like hear the gunshot which i thought was strange yeah then so i kind of wanted to wait till the end to bring this up but i think now is a good time the main character hamilton 
did not feel like a main character for most of this movie. Yeah, she like really did not didn't. impact the story, and it was clear that she was supposed to be the one that we're focusing on because right. she's the only one that really has a backstory. But her actual <laughs> role in the mission isn't that important until like the end when she's the only one that survives. Spoiler alert for like ten minutes from now. Well, I mean, her and Schmidt survive. But I just thought it was a really strange main character. I agree. And, you know, I I didn't realize something until now. So, Jensen's trying to get to use the shepherd for her Earth, right? Yeah. You need two people to turn the keys for it to work. Yeah, I think she was thinking she was going to convince Hamilton because they were like, friends in this other dimension but she like like, conveniently but she knocked hamilton out and she had sent the capsule to earth that's true if hamilton hadn't woke up in time was that jensen's plan no that's just a plot hole that's what i'm gonna assume it was because there are so many other ones like i would expect an android to be smarter but i think you're right (laughs) i would expect a movie to be smarter oh yeah burn um yeah, so she, like, shoots him, and then I think after this there's, like, the fight sequence. Yeah. Which I I felt bad. I started laughing during the fight sequence. It was just really bad. There was one moment where Hamilton, she runs in the room, and you see her scan everything. I was just like, oh, she's figuring out her plan. And then yes. she just dives behind a desk. <laughs> yes, it was this. And then when the android comes into the room... She grabs, like, a vase or something and just, like, throws it at her and, like, yeah, it she... just smashes. And that's when I started laughing. I was like, what? Well, she, what was that? They show a scene of her, like, looking at this thing that she, that she wants to use. I was like, oh, how is she going to use that? Then she just chunks it at her. She just picks it up and just chucks it and, like, like throws it and kind of, like, runs. And is like, gotcha. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then they kind of, like, struggle... And it's, like, just not, like, well shot or choreographed or anything. And then, uh, somehow, the android ends up getting sucked out, like, through the... They have these, like, round TV monitors, which you find out are also, like, windows to the yeah, outside. I didn't think that was a window, but okay, yeah, I movie. Didn't, I didn't either, and that it could just, like, crack like that. Yeah, so, at this point, like, everyone's dead, except for Hamilton and Schmidt. And Who was like, able to fix Schmidt yeah, somehow. Yeah, somehow we just kind of gloss over that. Like, he's, like, just looking kind of rough. And so then they go... And they meant, like, go back to Earth, and the end of the movie was kind of, like, life-esque, where they're, like, plummeting back down in the capsule, but, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, something's wrong, and then, like, a giant alien monster just erupts through the clouds and, like, starts roaring, and that's the end of the movie. (sighs) So we made it through the plot of the movie. I've got another question for you. I meant to bring it up earlier, but I kind of forgot. Okay, yes. <clears throat> okay, so in the beginning, like, at some point, like, right before a test, 
they like show this news airing of this dude talking about the Cloverfield paradox. And then later in the movie, Hamilton husband Hamilton's husband, he's on Earth and he's like, "What happened to the ship? It's the Cloverfield paradox, isn't it?" I'm just like, yeah, it seems what? Like, so it seems like people are like aware of this as like a theory of what could go wrong. Is like this is a popular theory that like it could just go into this other dimension because there's some like whack job science nut guy that's like telling everyone this is gonna happen. I mean, is this like that's so strange? I know, and it it also really bothered me. So the people on the ship were like watching that movie, right? Right. And after, this is before the accident happens and they get teleported. Mm-hmm. And like you would think if they were watching that movie, that would be one of their first theories. <laughs> yeah, like they, they have knowledge that someone is just like, oh, that's, maybe I know. you'll They have a whole explanation happen. of what this could be. And everything that's going on matches that explanation. And no one thinks of it until like half the crew is like dead or doing weird stuff. I just, uh I guess I didn't. Just, I didn't like that Hamilton's husband was just like it's that paradox, isn't it? I was just yeah, like, yeah, I just barely like, understand what's going on in this movie, so yeah. you shouldn't understand what's going on either. Yeah, you should be really confused. Yeah, yeah. This was not a good movie, DJ, and I'm sorry. I do want to say though, Ten Cloverfield Lane is a good movie. Okay, that's the only one that I've even been remotely interested to watch. Well, As and the only reason be. I didn't is because I heard that it still has ties to the first one. So, can you kind of walk me through how this movie... It does have ties. Movie... Okay. But the way that it's tied in is kind of the most spoiler-heavy part of it. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's what was kind of cool about 10 Cloverfield Lane was it's this whole other movie and kind of the twist of the movie is that it's part of Cloverfield. Hmm. In this one, it seemed like, you know, it's part of Cloverfield from the start. And that's just an annoying like baggage that they have to carry through the whole thing. But they don't like execute it well here. Like I, it's I, not... I when I finished this movie, I legitimately was just like, maybe I have to watch it again because no, because I thought I missed something, though. I was like, where did the aliens come from? Like, where do these monsters come from? But I, just, I don't you, think I, it, it wasn't there. It either wasn't there or it was explained so poorly that no one is going to understand it from what they put in the movie. Oh, that is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I just. Yeah, it really it was really disappointing for me, but it also explained very much why this whole production was so like secretive and kept under wraps and they decided to do the surprise release they did, which I think is really the story everyone's going to take away from it is like not a great movie, maybe even a very bad movie, but the way that they just dropped this during the Super Bowl unexpected no one knew about it came out on netflix like that boom like that is something that could not have been done before yeah i think that, that's kind that of the revolutionary cool. like thing about it yeah that that is definitely still neat like if this was like the start for some like sort of annual thing that netflix was gonna do like you know how all uh you know companies try and pump up their 
Super Bowl commercials beforehand. Netflix can just be like, something's coming out right after the Super Bowl. Like that yeah, would don't be know what it is. We've got so much content that no one can possibly keep track of all the things that we have in the works. That is, that's legit. <laughs> like yeah, they really do have a lot Netflix. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the exciting part for me is just that they can start doing things like that. And also, I mean, as much as we've ragged on it, I. I just, I like sci-fi movies, and I like just, like, the sci-fi elements of them, even if they're small. But there are a lot of better, lower-budget, like, sci-fi movies out there. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend almost any of those over this one, I think. Yeah, like, I think I am glad that this came out over Netflix, because I could have seen myself maybe still seeing this. If it was in theaters, just because I mean I wouldn't have known. Yeah, but probably not. Been like, if sci-fi. you saw it like a week later and saw the bad review, saw that it has like a twenty percent or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's true. I think I would have been upset if I would have seen this in theaters, yeah. having yeah, to pay money for it. I agree. I think that's why it was smart. Yeah. So good on the execs who made this happen because yeah, they. I, I guarantee you probably more people saw this now than they would have in theaters because, uh, like you're saying, like when reviews would have popped up, I try not to dictate my mu- movie viewing too much from reviews or anything, but if yes, I'm on the fence about something, it just and makes so, sense. And the review is on the extremes, like very good or very bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think the... The promising thing for me, though, so there's already another Cloverfield movie in the works. Really? Yeah, and I feel like it's, like, uh, it's, like, super secretive, too, but it's, like, already been in development, I think. But that movie could be just, a like, way better and a completely different setting and premise. And that's what, what I think is cool about the series is, like, it doesn't have to be in space. It doesn't really have to have, like, anything to do with any of these characters. Completely different ideas, completely different director, style, everything. You just have to, like, somehow work an alien in there. And they did not do a good job of it in this one. Mm. But I think they did a good job of it in 10 Cloverfield Lane. So, okay, it's kind of a hit or miss. I would recommend you watch that one. Let's see what you think. I don't think you need to watch the original Cloverfield. Hmm. I think you're okay without it. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think that kind of wraps up everything I wanted to talk about with this one. I don't know if you want to try to do a quick just snapshot of the trailers that came out during the Super Bowl. Uh, um. Specifically on the do Venom, Han Solo, and... Maybe a little bit of the Avengers trailer, some of okay. the new stuff. I don't know. Hey, you've seen all of these, I'm assuming. Seen oh, all yeah. the trailers. Okay. Yeah, you know me. I've seen them by yes. now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, we'll start with the one I'm the most excited for. You'll have to guess which one it is. Uh, Avengers. Nope. <laughs> I what am the it? most excited for Solo, a Star Wars story. Nice. I think it it definitely had the best, like, the most exciting trailer. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm excited for Infinity War, but I'm seeing what that's going to look like Yeah, we've already already. seen the trailer. (laughs) 
Yeah, and we kind of already know what to expect. There's mm-hmm. a lot of unknown with the solo movie. Yeah, way more unknowns. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I I really like this, and so I think it's worth noting I did not watch any trailers for the Last Jedi. I mm-hmm. don't feel like I need to do that with this movie. No, I don't think so. Like I was kind of desperate for a trailer just to like know something about what was going on here. Yeah. Because there's been all the like controversy behind it of like the directors got swapped out and there's been like tensions between the main actor and stuff and so it's everyone's just kind of like got their fingers crossed that it like turns out at least okay. I think it'll be. I don't know how the movie as a whole is gonna be. I don't really care about a solo movie. I'm just excited to see Donald Glover be Lando Calrissian. <laughs> In fact, I kind of wish they just made a Lando movie instead of a Han Solo movie. I I've, think he's going to steal this movie away places. from him. I, yeah, I think he very well could. He's so charming. He really is. Which is like the character of Lando. Yeah, so even when he was uh, talking with like Billy D. Williams about how to portray Lando, all he said was, hey man, just be just be charming, be suave. Like, that's all the advice he gave him. <laughs> that's all you need to do. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like we could have avoided all the scandal and worrying about this dude playing Han if we just had a Lando movie instead. Uh, you might be right there. And I've, I think in the trailer, the only moment he has is he's just standing there and then just smiles real big. Mm-hmm. And somehow that smile was just like, a really good smile like i don't know how to explain that but like it was the combined like it's donald glover is lando and like the smile was just like a charming like lando-ish i was just like man somehow he like killed his two seconds so well that like he's getting so much hype for this movie yeah i I am so much more excited to see him than see Alden play Han. Like, I I really do think he's going to be fine. I think he's getting unfairly critiqued from Yeah, and I trailer. think there's a lot, like, more weight on that role, too. Like, yeah, there's a th- lot more true. to Han that you have to live up to because Han was in, uh, I forget, have four of the movies mm-hmm. and was in a main character in all of them, whereas Lando was, like, a side character in, like, one and a half of them, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. He does have a tougher job. I just, I feel like people are already saying that. Oh, that's not my Han Solo. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. Well, I mean, give give the guy a chance. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that being said, I did hear that he like uh, when uh, Ron Howard took over, they had needed like a uh, acting, an acting coach. director yeah. for him. Yeah. And I, I don't think that necessarily means anything bad. I think maybe like the guy was trying to be too much like Harrison Ford. And not like enough like Han Solo. Like there's a there's a lot of factors there. So I say the, give the guy a chance, give the movie a chance. Uh, I think so people. I, I'm will. pretty excited. I, I don't think their like viewership is going to drop off for this at all, unless it comes out and it's just I don't know, a man. absolute Pe- bomb. People were are were pretty skeptical about a Han Solo movie in the first place, and coming off the heels of the Last Jedi, I think I mean it's gonna make money, but I mean it is like squashed right next to infinity war deadpool 2 like it's got competition out there yeah so about the actual trailer i'd say like good overall star wars trailer and it was cool to see like amelia clark and woody harrelson just like showing up don't really know what they're doing they did a 
fairly good job of being spoilery free. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. I don't know if this was during the actual Super Bowl spot or not. But there's one scene in the trailer of Han like flying the Millennium Falcon and it does like a barrel roll and smashes a TIE fighter into something. Yeah. And then he like makes a funny quip after it. And I'm like, that's you shouldn't have shown that scene. Like we didn't need that. That could have been like a cool moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that was my only problem with it. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I guess I was just wanting to see something so badly at this point. I was like, something. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, all it I is really something. Needed. Yeah, I think that's the way most people were. Okay, um, you want to do Venom or Infinity War? Uh, I don't really think I have anything to say about Infinity War. The only like newish things that. And honestly, I don't even know if I really noticed these watching it. I kind of saw them in, like, comments on it. Where Captain America has, like, a new, like, Wakandan shield or something like that. Yeah, I I mean, that's fine. I, I, I'm not, I like, blown away. I know, I'm not, that. like, blown away. I'm not that deep into it. And then there's, like, the scene of, like, Doctor Strange makes a little magic thing. And then Iron Man comes and, like, grabs it somehow. Which is like kind of. Cool. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I I don't know. At this point, I'm ready to see it. <laughs> okay, too small to impact your. It can't elevate your opinion any more than it already is. I mean, did that trailer like do anything else for you that the no. original one didn't do? No, it did not. But I, I feel like I've created the Spider Thing Man thing for myself so much <laughs> no, that every no. time, oh, no. every time I even see Spider Man now. I just go to this other, like, I still like Tom Holland, but, like, it just kind of summons this whole, like, internal debate in myself of, like, man, they could have just given Andrew Garfield one more movie. (sighs) You... (laughs) But, uh, yeah. You're never gonna be able to look at Tom Holland's Spider-Man to be happy for him, are you? I'm happy that he's in the Marvel Universe, and I don't think Andrew Garfield would have worked just transitioning him into the Marvel Universe. That's not what I'm saying. I just wish that they had wrapped up the amazing Spider-Man with a third movie. Everything else gets a third movie. You could have just put a little bow on it and been like, love it or hate it. This is the complete package. Yeah, I really don't think The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was franchise-ending worthy bad. Some people do. I I, I understand, but I feel like I've seen worse superhero movies that get... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I've watched it fairly recently. I mean, it's got its issues, but franchise killing? I don't think so. Yeah, we might have to have a whole nother spot. Did we do Spider-Man as a pod? I don't think so. Mm. I know we've talked about it, but I don't know if we recorded our thoughts. Yeah, someday. Someday. Okay. Um, Which is a good segue to the Venom trailer, which is Sony trying to somehow revive the remaining rights that it has to superheroes. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they're doing this, honestly. I'm excited. I don't know. I don't get it, but I'm excited. I think if it was anyone other than Tom Hardy playing Venom, I would not be excited. Yeah, I I think that's a good reason that I'm excited, but 
I think the trailer itself was fine. I think it got kind of crucified for like not showing the suit or just not having more comic booky aspects to it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm already... I'll put it like this. I guess because I'm excited for Venom already, the trailer wasn't gonna like win me over because I was already there. Yeah, so, and I feel like they like I would rather have that trailer than a trailer just filled with spoilers and like the coolest action scenes of Venom in his suit going around doing crazy stuff. Yeah, I feel like there's a fine line, and I think they erred on the side of not showing enough. I think if they would have like left one shot at the end of the suit, I think I think a lot of people just want to see the suit and how he looks. But I don't know. I'm already bought into the movie, so I guess I didn't really need to see it. I agree. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it, but that that one's like a ways out. That's not until like October or something, right? Yeah, sometime in October, I believe. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't, I don't need Venom hype already. I got too many movies to worry about. I, I like, I, I like that. Like everyone was worried that nothing had come out for Solo. I'm glad that they're just now releasing a trailer like two months before it comes out, or three I months think, before it comes out. Yeah. I think the only reason people were nervous was because of all the production issues. Now, if everything would have been fine and we hadn't heard anything until now, I don't think we would have heard people like clamoring for it because they wouldn't have known something bad might have been happening. But because it's had so many production issues, people were just like, oh, I haven't seen anything. Must be horrible. And nah, I think it'll be fine. (laughs) I think so, too. But I think we will find out and make a pot about that one. Oh, yeah. That will be May 25th. Dang. Yeah, we're about to start cranking on the movies. Yeah, it's it's about... It really does kick off with Black Panther and then Annihilation. I don't know. I'm excited. We'll probably have to figure out... Uh, we'll have to go down this list and see which movies we actually want to see and talk about. Because I went through and made like a tentative list, but you know stuff moves around. But there are some weekends like multiple things come out, so it'll kind of depend on what you're feeling more. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we had this problem last year too, where we were like, look at all these movies. And it worked out pretty good. Yeah, it did. Yep. Do you have movie pass? Did you get movie pass? Oh, um, no, I didn't get movie pass, but I got the cinemark equivalent so it's okay yeah yeah, you're pretty loyal yeah because uh i'm closest to cinemark and the house we're moving to there's a cinemark close as well thank goodness that was like the first thing i checked (laughs) (laughs) you're basing basing your moving location (laughs) on proximity to a certain brand of movie theater no 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 yes but i did that's the story i I want to tell on this podcast (laughs) is that we care so much about going to see movies that we base major life decisions around them movies are important (laughs) but uh this uh cinemark it's called the movie club or whatever so for nine dollars a month you get one 2d ticket and then you can get an additional ticket also for that same price so that'll save you a couple dollars but the best part that's really been helping is that there are no online fees anymore oh that's so yeah i can get tickets without those like a dollar fifty online fee and it gives you like 20 percent off concessions so it's not as good of a deal as uh uh, what's it called movie, movie, pass. movie pass yes but it's it's not but but it's yeah, a really if, if you want to be loyal and kind of try to support like the theater's rights of doing their own thing i'm all about that 
I just like that I can still reserve my seats with this app. I did a little re- research and I wasn't 100% sure if I would be able to reserve my seats mm, using no, Movie Pass. You can. I've gotten so used to that now. So. Yeah. And the annoying, yeah, that is annoying about it because you can't really plan in advance, like when you're going to go see a movie, like these big, like Black Panther coming out. Like, I want to mm-hmm. use my Movie Pass, but I'm going to have to just show up early to a movie, check in, and like buy a seat. And so MoviePass yeah. really works better for movies where there's not reserved th- seats. Yeah. yeah. Where you can I, just I get any seat, and it's just based on when you show up. Are so, you... Do you have MoviePass now? Yes. Okay, nice. Yeah, and it's been good because, like, I've got several different movie theaters around me, and, like, the one really close to me is really cheap tickets, but it's not, like, the best theater. Mm. And then there's some, like, really nice theaters that have, like, $12 just normal tickets. And... Like I've used Movie Pass there, and like one ticket there is more expensive than an entire month of Movie Pass. So like I go see one movie, and I've already made my money back. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I'm enjoying it, but I think it'll come in handy with all these releases coming out. So. Oh yeah. Black Panther is up this weekend. I think that's probably what we'll do next. It's definitely what we'll do next. Yep, I've got my tickets for that Sunday, so okay, I'll okay, be so able to chat. Yeah, I'll I'll try to see it this weekend, so then we can do a instant reaction. Yeah, that'll be good because uh, yeah, after this, I think we can kind of get on a get on a schedule. Yep, it's coming together. Mm-hmm.